Welcome back to another edition of Billy West Live. Uh, really excited to have Nikio Collins, our chief of police here in Natchitoches, to join us on Billy West Live for the first time. Nikio, great to have you. And, uh, great to be here, sir. Thanks for coming and uh, discussing some recent events in Natchitoches and also some overall things that are going on with respect to law enforcement, both in uh, North Louisiana and Natchitoches and, and in Louisiana in general. So, Nikio, talk about you and I have been, both been involved in the criminal justice system here in Natchitoches Parish for years. Um, things have changed, though, over the last 20 years as it relates to law enforcement in general. I want to give you an opportunity to talk about your department, kind of where it's going, and some of the things that have fundamentally changed with the Natchitoches Police Department in the last 20 years. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate the opportunity. At our department, for years we've had uh, growth in our department as far as in technology, as far as in our capabilities of providing services to the public. Uh, we were able to two decades ago to pass a crime safety tax that allowed us to hire on more officers, to provide them with take-home cars that would provide them the ability to park in neighborhoods and help help that criminal that's out and about looking to know that, hey, there's law enforcement here, so let's, let's stay away. That was the intent, and that's what people pay that tax to, to do. Uh, what has happened, though, over the years, because of we've been always known as a, a training ground. It's interesting to know that when state police are looking for for individuals, which just like most law enforcement entities, they're down. They were over 300 troopers down. Right. Recently, they hired three of our investigators from our... Uh, three good young police officers. Three good uh, experienced officers. Yes. One was an assistant commander for our SWAT team. We had two sergeants. We had a corporal that was yes. a person with the high-tech crime, and they went to the state police. Obviously, they pay more. Um, they have more uh, access to be able to move into different positions, and uh, they have a 14-week academy. Who wouldn't do it? But the thing is, that puts a crippling effect in our department. So we constantly have to try to, up, uh, to replace those individuals that have the training and experience and leave for better opportunities. But as we've been growing, we've been trying to put in place certain things. We have benefits that we offer to those individuals, such as education incentive, physical fitness incentive. Uh, we have uh, tuition reimbursement that we can offer uh, to individuals going to get their degrees. So to help you recruit justice. officers. Right. It's just a tool. But one of the things that's been a detriment to us over the years is that in order to stay competitive at times, we've had to take positions that were originally, we were normally up to 82 positions, 81 positions. We have that number has shrank to 70 positions. And unfortunately, as a result of some of the changes in uh, people choosing the profession of law enforcement because of everything that it, it entails, we, we have fewer people wanting to come take on that job, especially when they look at what we get paid. Uh, yeah, and let's talk about that because I, I'm, you know, involved from time to time with your department and with police officers talking to them and visiting with them, used to be the chairman of the Fire and Civil Service, uh, you know, board. Uh, so really, I've been involved in these issues for a long time. I still remain shocked. <clears throat> I don't use that word lightly. At what your officers are paid. What are your police officers paid? Let's educate the public about that. Our starting police officers, they start off at $13 an hour. Mm -hmm. And that's... To get shot at, they get paid $13 an hour. That's correct. Uh, at, with that $13 an hour, they have to go off to a 17-week 
Academy. Um, and since we unfortunately cannot get post certified here, there's a they put a cap in the state and they won't allow agencies to have their own academies. Right. Uh, so and that's we, for good reason, for training purposes. I and, assume. You know, and we have the means here. Uh, mm-hmm. It would give us. We used access. to do that, right? We, we, we had an academy, we had a uh, reserve police officer academy that that was instructed by members of the Natchez Parish Sheriff's Office and the PD and also uh, DA's office. And they would instruct those reserve or, or volunteer officers, give them a, roughly 180 hours of post-certified training. Uh, and those people would help us and supplement our shifts. But with the post academy they have to do up to 490 hours and that's handled at a post certified academy but you get a state certification as a peace officer you can go mm-hmm. work in any area that uh, law enforcement is allowed but um that's us sending people when they get hired on we have to wait for an academy to become available we pay for them and we send them off and that person right. is not really benefiting the department uh, until they come back, right. and then once they come back, they still have to complete a field training officer's program. If they have no experience, we cannot, I, not in good conscience, could I just have an officer get out there, put a gun and a badge on, and patrol. Sure. That's when you see horror stories <clears throat> right. of accidents that take place from uh, novice or, or, or officers being put in situations and they're not properly sure. trained, it can be bad for law enforcement and, most importantly, the citizens. Well, just like any profession, a lot of young officers need a mentor. They need some time on the job to, to really learn from an older officer and get used to dealing with the public for yeah. public and protect and serve, what all those word, buzzwords mean. But I'd, I'd like to ask a, a, another kind of blunt question, but I'm, I'm interested in trying to help you, and I know the public is outraged by rising crime, not only Natchitoches around the country, but how do we not just give police officers said $2 raise? How can I help you double your officer's pay in Natchitoches? How can we do that? <laughs> by just putting the word out there... Yes, there's times that we, there's circumstances. This rise in crime, it really catches people's attention because when you have your car broken to maybe even in the daytime, yeah. uh, you expect law enforcement to be able to catch those people. You expect them to respond. You expect criminals to be feared, fearful of police. Right. And you see every time you uh, turn a corner, you expect to see a police car. Well, that in part means we need more officers. Over the years, we reduced our policing staff. We've increased the size of the city, but we never compensated for that. Right. As you know, the towns develop in I-49 area. Right. We also, the water well is, is an area we patrol and are responsible for. And then we have uh, Highway 494, the developments and things out that way. Well, we're responsible to patrol all those areas, even go as far out to Fletcher to check on the roadways, uh, the plant and facilities back there. So in saying that, we need more people to cover the areas because right now on average a patrol shift has five to six officers that's 26 square miles that they're covering and roughly four for every officer that's four miles they'll be held responsible to patrol so we need more officers and to entice more officers to come to natchitoches we need to pay them more yes sir yes sir because you know it's it's constant every law enforcement agency that i know is struggling trying to keep their numbers up and not lose season professionals that right. go to another location for higher pay. If for we can pay, pay those officers a higher wage, they will possibly stay. And plus, we attract candidates to fill those vacancies so that we're not constantly having a turnover of, mm-hmm. of people and trying to teach them. And then who the people who suffer are the, the citizens who expect this officer to know how to do things and how to effectively investigate. Sure. That's a constant 
thing that we're having to catch up and keep people trained. Well, I'll pledge to you. I'm happy to help you use this microphone to uh, uh, help uh, educate the public. Uh, let, let's talk to the mayor. Let's talk to the Red River Waterway. Let's talk to the Tourist Commission. Those folks need to step up and, and assist with respect to law enforcement locally. So let's have a community conversation about those things. You mentioned police cars in the community, community policing. Um, those are things that do occur now. Um, they could be better and probably enhanced even more. And I want to add to that, sir, because sure. I have had several citizens ask about community policing. We want community policing. Sure. But let me give you a, a scenario. When you've got five officers working a patrol shift and we have a call at Walmart, uh, maybe a violent person or just a shoplifter, we send a unit over there to make an arrest and, and deal with that individual there. They're collecting evidence and doing whatnot. Someone had some damage that occurred from maybe a shooting that took place and no one was found, but their property was damaged. They expect someone to come out and do a report. And that is one thing I want to add that Natchitoches Police Department will come out to all calls. They report. Other areas, they don't have the personnel or the time. They just tell you to fill it out online and send it in. We're we're, if, if I have anything to say about that, we're never going to be at that point because I expect to see that face-to-face mm-hmm. -face with some law enforcement. Someone else being out on Waterwell Road, maybe patrol, patrolling that, and then someone at I-49, guess what? We're down to one officer left. Right. And if they get tied up because there's an accident, now everybody's tied up. Or they give out more calls, they start stacking. So they're like, hey, we need someone to go talk to this person because they're having a problem with a juvenile. Mm -hmm. we got to send somebody. So what happens? That officer hears that. Right. They're like, make it, you know, do that interaction quick. So we don't have the opportunity to sit down and to have a conversation like in the past where it was that good community policing officers knew the individuals. You, sure. you got to think about the fact the officers who knew individuals, they had been there probably longer than six months. They, well, they, they knew the community. Sure. Then you have to prioritize. Obviously, exactly. if there's a shooting, somebody's got to leave a domestic disturbance to go to a shooting. So you have to prioritize yes, and sir. enhance the service where it seems to be most important. You know, we've had discussions over the last few years, Nikhil. We've dealt with each other for a long time. But shootings have been going on in Natchitoches for a long time. Yes, and I know you have some stats on the number of shootings in the city of Natchitoches just for this year. Let's educate our citizens on how many shootings have occurred in Natchitoches in 2022. Okay, in 2022 so far, I, I just kind of looked at the number <clears throat> from, mm -hmm. from January 1st to October 31st. Uh, we've had a reported 305 illegal use of weapons. So that's about one a day. So, yes, sir. And it's, it's a high number, but I'm, I'm, I, I compared it to previous year's stats. Mm -hmm. Last year, we had 276 at that time. The year before that, it was 213. Mm -hmm. year before that, it was 198. And the year before that, it was 158. And well, you know what a lot of that has to do with and it, is that nationwide, they've had a rise in violence, but they've also had some unrest, some concerns, and people have always wanted to protect themselves. They have that right to bear arms, and sure. they, they take that right very seriously. So in last year alone, when they did a study, there was a 40% increase in the number of guns that were sold. Over 39 million nations. Oh, everybody's got guns. Sold. Sure. So that means everyone's got guns. What happens when you have more more uh, guns. You use the analogy, if you have sure. more cars on the road, you're going to have more accidents, correct? Everybody needs self-protection. I'm, I'm the first person to argue that. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's no question about that. But the, the issue that troubles me and the things that have been in the press recently, too, is juvenile crime and then the ability to manage juveniles who've been arrested either pre-conviction, but also even post-conviction. We don't have any jail space for them. And we've got to educate 
our mayors, our legislators, our congressmen. We need money. They stop funding juvenile justice and mental health eight to 10 to 15 years ago. That's got to change. Mike Johnson, are you listening? Senators, are you listening? It's time to fund criminal justice. Yes, sir. I appreciate you saying that. I know just next week we're working with the mayor and the parish president and um, my office and the sheriff. We're, we're meeting to discuss some of those those options. What, what, what can we do? Because we've got four beds, four beds that we have to rotate individuals out or we have to go through extra steps by contacting neighboring yeah. parishes to see if we can use their beds uh, to place juveniles. And we know juveniles are growing. There's some juveniles that have lost their way. They don't have the appropriate programs in place currently, but they're working on them to try to help give those teenagers an option. There are some that are just trying to become uh, career criminals. They're not planning on trying to choose another path. And for that, we need to take those individuals and put them in areas where they can be um, uh, managed. Of course. And, and some of them pre-trial need to be managed. I mean, they do because they're violent. Yes. Um, at the same time, we all want to respect their rights and do the right thing. But some of these people need to be taken off the streets and kept off the streets. Uh, fair trial, you name it. Absolutely. But it's dangerous. And Congress or the federal government stopped funding for these things. You know, when revenue sharing stopped under the Reagan administration, this is years ago, but those things stopped. It, it's a funding issue. You're talking about it with respect to your police officer's pay and just resources. We need resources. Finally, before we let you go, and again, Nikhil Collins, our police chief here, these recent rashes are shooting all over town. Yes, sir. What are we doing about it? I'm going to make an arrest on, on one of the recent shootings. Uh, what we need to happen, we're patrolling. We're some officers down, and we're working hard to try to entice some people to come in and work. Right now, I've got three that are slated um, that would leave me at six positions still needing to be filled, but these are new officers, so right. they don't they don't constitute putting them in a car and having those that extra workforce there. So what we're needing the community to do is to help us. It goes back to just the good neighborhood, the good neighbors. They need to communicate in the cases where we make arrests. It's because we've got the, the neighborhood assisting us. We've got people who are concerned about things occurring in their neighborhood sure. that are outside of the normal. People who they don't know, who are doing suspicious things, walking around looking in vehicles, yeah. walking up and down the street, but seem to not be part of that, that, that location. Our job is to patrol, but we can't be everywhere at one time. If we get citizens calling in saying, hey, we got some kids, and that happened just the other day where yeah. two individuals were arrested, and it, it ended up clearing up multiple burglaries. We arrested three juveniles in a week's time and cleared 32 burglaries, and that's because people saw them or either had technology that alerted them that, hey, these people are walking around looking at different cars and vehicles. We need that communication. Right. Well, it's just like the national commercials we're all seeing uh, now. If you see something, say something. Yes, sir. Nikhil Collins, it's great to have you. We're out of time for today. Mm -hmm. I'm going to invite you back in a couple of weeks. Let's get some updates. Let's get the mayor. Let's get the council. Let's get the parish president. Let's get our congressman. Let's get our legislators involved in the process. We need the help. We need the assistance. Your officers deserve more money. Thank you for coming on the program. I appreciate you spending some time with us. Thank you, Mr. West. I appreciate you. Nikhil Collins has been our guest, Natchitoches Police Chief on Billy West Live.